Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some Vikings football, and oh boy, oh boy, last night the turnover machines, like I, like we call the Minnesota Vikings through five games this year, it was back in full force last night. We put the ball on the ground multiple times, lost a couple here, lost a couple there, put all the stress Kind of felt like that Tampa game where you're putting so much stress on the defense. They finally gave up something near the end. But it is what it is. You know, five in a row, we weren't going to win out. It was uh, We weren't even favored to win the game. And we still had a chance with a minute left and three timeouts. You know what I mean? So it, it just proves that we're a very good team. We're not a great team. We're very good. We're not bad. But you can't, especially on the road to a team that what three in a row something like that over good teams too buffalo and kansas city you just can't do that you can't do that so we're going to talk it through um i think people were just excited you know and we're talking about media fan members as well just excited about uh the vikes win streak and and dobsy and and all that And, and and you know dobbs is still He's, he's, he's doing what he got to do. He didn't have a good game, but it doesn't mean, you know, bench the guy. Just like it didn't mean sign him to a four-year deal. Like, just take a couple deep breaths and just chill the F out. We're going to go over the stuff because the game was there. Everyone's piling on Matson. Don't even play him. He should be in the CFL. All sorts of stuff. We're going to get into it. And then, of course, we're going to preview a big, what are we, 2-0, I think, in conference. In the North Division, Bears coming in. They almost went into Detroit and won. Bears coming into town. We'll break that down, preview and predict that. Then, of course, if you are, you know, if you've listened to the show, you know we always end with a gopher segment. And this week, it's all about beating Bucky, beating the Badgers. But if this is your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope dope radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope dope and download the show there directly. If you don't want to, you can listen to this show really across the board um, under the rope dope radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts, PodBay. We also have a Spricker page, Living in Loserville. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to the gruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24. One more thing, direct TV stream. College football regular season is coming to a close, but college basketball is back, especially this week with the Thanksgiving tournaments. Catch the action with our best deals of 2023 and save $64.99. It's big value for big fans. Get the entertainment package and direct TV sports pack for only $84.99 a month with tax for the first three months. You can sign a 24-month agreement, lock it in. Choose the direct TV streaming package that's right for you starting at $69.99. Okay. Gonna go ahead and bring in my friend and co-host Aaron. Well, first and foremost, how are you doing, sir? And you know. All good things got to come to an end sometime. I think it was an old saying. Yeah, who said that? I think, uh, I don't know, somebody biblical or something. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, 
you know, waiting for winter to kind of creep in. But other than that, uh, pretty well. Now, I checked the reports this morning. Madison's still on the team, as far as I know. Was okay, it cut? Okay. Wasn't let out to CFL. Uh, checked on the Dobbs hand size. That's nine and a quarter. That seems pretty reasonable. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're going to try to add a little context to this. Uh, you know, you and I were very surprised at some of the reactions uh, to Dobbs' success and also to, uh, I guess you could say, failure yesterday because he didn't win a game, although I thought, you know, he didn't play terribly. Um, I just thought there's a couple bad throws. You know, you can't turn the ball over no matter who you are. And, you know, the turnover bug is back for the Vikings, which has cost them at least four games this year. Um, so, yeah, uh, another, you know, a calm down pill is needed and also keep things in perspective here. Uh, I think off air we discussed, you know, we brought Dobbs in here to be a band-aid fix because we were low in the quarterback room. Kirk went down. Mullins was hurt. Uh, we're about to start a rookie that started zero snaps in the NFL, brought Dobbs in to back him up. One thing led to another. Dobbs started, won a couple games, and here we are. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we did trade a low pick for him. Now our guy, you know, running the ship there, did manage to get that pick and move up in the sixth round. But we won't go. We won't We won't bring that up too much. Uh, but so it really didn't cost us anything. And, um you know, I think that there are some items that I saw right when we got them. You know, I, I remember seeing that Cowboys game, seeing some highlights, seeing some, like, last part of a game after watching a game, you know, where they show the last minute or whatever. So I had seen him a little bit going, hey, he's getting a chance to start. He's doing pretty good for Arizona. And I had, you know, heard that, knew some Arizona fans, and they were saying, yeah, this Dobsey, it's not bad, you know, and and – I saw some stats about accuracy and, and all that, and I remember seeing a fumble stat that kind of caught my eye, but I was like, you know, it's his first year as a full-time starter. He may, may not be a rookie or second-year guy. He's been around since 2017. But, yeah, you got to – you can't sign him to a five-year deal yet, but you can't say, well, we got to look at Hall next. If he's cleared off the concussion, we got to have him. It's like, dude, you, you shouldn't have put him in the Super Bowl, you know? And same with the Vikes, too. We're a very good team. Very good. At times, you can see, hey, man, we got something going on, but we're not this elite-level team just yet. So everybody take a deep breath, like we are saying. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. And here's a perfect example. The, the first drive of the game, um, you know, we do like a, a little trick play. It's third and one. We do a trick play. And Hawk gets behind, you know, center out of nowhere, pitches it over, um, and there's a fumble. And, you know, I was watching it um, at work, and I overhear people saying, oh, we shouldn't have done that. He's not a running back, and you're putting him in a bad position. And, you know, I really felt, Aaron, that they just didn't like the outcome of the play because Dobbs even said it, at, you know, in the post a game presser where he's like, if I would have just gotten down, I would have had the first down. There's no point in keep running where there's, you know, people around you like that. Uh, once they got you, basically, anyway. Uh, I remember AP had a problem with that. It's like, dude, there's already five guys on you. Just go down. Um, and so you can not like the play or whatever, even though it picked up a first down. Maybe you thought it was a little reachy or desperate at that time to get a first down that way. 
or set it up later and it'd be a bigger play. Okay, those are decent arguments, but that had nothing to do. And also, there was a the guy just got suspended for four games. He could appeal uh, off of that hit. The, the rest definitely didn't see the helmet-to-helmet contact there, no doubt. But remember, the ball was already coming loose. Then he got hit up top. So it is what it is. It's just a fumble. It's not the end of the world. And luckily, um, you know, our defense stood strong, held them to a field goal. We kind of, you know, went back and forth with some punts. And then we had a really nice drive, a touchdown drive, 10 plays, 65 yards, five minutes. I lucked Aaron, you know, the biggest weakness on defense for them was when, was rush game. I think they gave up, what was it, 155 or 150 a game, something like that. I love how we came out and, you know, really worried about establishing the run and then here and there passing the ball. That play Dobbs made when it looked like he should have thrown the ball earlier, but he broke that tackle, and then it was just a little, little, you know, almost like a Tebow <laughs> over-the-top easy touchdown pass. But, you know, considering how bad the, the first, you know, drive went, we are in pretty good shape sitting up 7-3 uh, to three after a nice drive. Yeah, I loved the, the call uh, for the Dobbs run. Now, I thought it was surprising. I thought it was a good play call. I thought it was something, you know, that would seem to be effective. And like you said, if Dobbs would have got down, it would have been a first down. Um, and he, you know, like you said, he even iterated that. And I thought it was like the probably, Chris, I would say more than probably, it was the most impressive rushing performance we've had this season. Um, oh, yeah. Chandler, even Madison. Um, it seemed like they were finding like a little cutback lane every single time and getting five, six, seven a pop, sometimes more than that. And it was nice to see a running game in there. Now, we didn't really go to play action much, I thought, because of, you know, I think Dobbs skill set. Um, but, you know, I thought, you know, that, like you said, the play where Dobbs, he made on the sideline there, um, broke a tackle and, and flicked the ball over to Oliver, I believe. It was a great play. And it was to lead off the game, I'm like, Oh, this is good. This is going to be good because that was a nice play. Dobbs is in his, he's in his bag and we're going to do some stuff. And offensively, I thought, you know, if it wasn't for the turnovers, Chris, and, you know, some of the, you know, lost downs due to, you know, bad snaps, whoever's fault that is, Bradbury's or, or Dobbs, it doesn't matter. It's the same result. Um, I thought that had a big impact offensively. It kind of stymied me in some drives that probably could have gone a little farther. But offensively, I thought it wasn't a horrible performance. It just when it came down to getting points, Chris, and getting in red zone and taking advantage of like fairly basic fundamental things that uh, this team generally does fairly well. Um, you know, I thought we could have had a few more points uh, than we did. And we only needed, what, one more, two more points in the end. But, uh, yeah, I thought offensively, it wasn't a total shit show, but it, you know, there were minor detail oriented things that could have been improved. And you've got a, you know, first time starter and three games into a new team. Um, sooner or later, you're going to hit the skids at some point. It's just, you know, how far, uh, down the well do you go? And, you know, at this point, you know, I think people got really accustomed to winning in the last five weeks and just forgot about what the first three weeks of the season look like. And uh, you get a little taste uh, or a reminder of where we started this season. And um, 
is not a woe is me type of thing. It's just, you know, you got to let these things uh, percolate. You got to let these things progress and, you know, uh, putting the defense in positions we'll get to later. They're just not good for them. Um, just let, it was, I guess, a bunch of things that led to this loss. So you can't blame it on Dobbs. Don't blame it on Madison. Don't blame it on momentum. Um, just blame it on the fact that, you know, you didn't get the job done in Denver. Uh, we knew it would be tough, and uh, it, it certainly was. But we had a chance to win at the end, though, just like you said. Yeah, and that is the the kicker. Even you know, really one, really first five weeks. I know you know the zero and three thing, but we you know even in the two game or the one game we won, we didn't even play all that great. So yeah, I mean the first five games, you look on the offensive charts, right, and all the stats and whether it's number one or number two or number five, you know, top five, top ten, you name the stat, we were damn near top ten in a bunch of stuff except, you know, the fumble parts with that, that well, I suppose offensive scoring we weren't because that was just like last night. We played better on offense than 20 points. And just to kind of go, you know, Dobsy didn't necessarily run all that great compared to the first two games. But like you said, Ty Chandler, 10 for 73, 7.3 in a 31-yard um, run. That was the longest one, obviously, on that uh, – I believe it was on that, that, that fake punt, which was a great call. And such a great call that there's no way that could be Coach KO's worst call, you know, worst coaching game, which people were saying, because he wasn't fumbling and all that. And then, you know, Alexander Madsen, yeah, he did have a, a – a crucial fumble on a nice drive, 18 for 81. And, and I do want to say Chandler, you know, he had that nice, it was like first and 20 or no third and 20 or something like that. We almost picked it up. He had a really good screen pass. It was good play design. By the way, there's another play. Cause remember they brought everyone to the right and then he, they kicked him out for that screen play and he just was short on that, but we, you know, we extended it, but, yeah, I mean, I thought we could have put some more points on the board. Um, just overall, we definitely, beyond the fumbles, we didn't necessarily, uh, you know, finish drives the the way we could. Um, some people thought it was a little too conservative play call. I don't know. I mean, when the run's going like that, you're going to run a little bit more. You're on the road. You got the lead. 36 carries, buck 75, 5, 4.9 uh, a clip. I think that's why we ran more on first and second down, and it was working. So if you're in the red zone or getting close, you know, past the 50, I think people are so used to us throwing 40-plus times a game um, and they're actually asking to run a little bit more that they're like, oh, why'd you run? It didn't pick up yardage, you know. So I think that on third down, we didn't run on a third and 10 or something. I remember last week we had a third and 14, and we ran the ball. We didn't do that. So you could say, I, I didn't think it was overly conservative comparatively, and you are going to switch up how you're play calling because, you know, you got a different quarterback, different skill sets, like you said. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But overall, I felt pretty good. Um, I, I knew the defense was there because they had those back-to-back decent seven-play drives, and they were all, you know, able to, to hold them to a field goal. And actually, before we hit record, you were talking about that one that was dropped and bobbled. I think that was the drive, the last drive before, if I remember correctly, the last drive before the end of the half. And that would have been a touchdown, but the, you know, he didn't catch it. 
So it was 10 to 9. But, yeah, it felt really good. And then, and this is why people were, you know, kind of down on Matson even more. And we know earlier in the year that he dropped two would-be touchdowns. You had like a, I think, Bradbury and somebody else on the other play. It was basically open field, probably would have been a touchdown. We get that. We get that. There was a lot of stuff. One just Matson, though, in general. That The fumbling was all through the team. I think people forget with that winning streak. Um, but to hold them to, you know, a, a three and out and then have that touchdown drive um, where, you know, Reisner and, uh, and Darisau were blocking to the point where that hole opened up and Dobbs just dipped. But that was a good little run and play. Addison, uh, in pass, I should say, Addison had a nice grab. They were going to, to Hawkinson a lot as well. You know, we had a, I think we had a, they had a, a defensive holding on that one because that was that interception that uh, people at the bar were just freaking out there. But, I mean, when it was 17-9, to Aaron, and we held them to another three and out, and then we got the ball, and we were driving six plays, 46, uh, 46 yards, got all the way down within scoring range uh, at the 34. You know, that's where it was kind of the – a lot of people are kind of pinpointing that time where it's like it all kind of unraveled after that. But, man, did I feel good up 17-9 to driving that ball. Yeah, me too. It was kind of within our grasp at that point. And, you know, going back to what you said about the run game, of course, uh, if your run game is working, every coach in the world is going to continue to run the football, conservative or not. Uh, that's how it's done, particularly on the road. Um, if you can run at what you know, what it, I forgot what you said, what it was a clip, but uh, it was pretty nice. And they were getting, getting yardage through the run. Why do that to anybody else? I think the offensive line likes to run the football too. And, Take a little stop, talk about Chandler here. Now, it must have been his pass blocking that's kept him off the field because uh, this kid can run the football. Uh, he's very shifty inside. He's got a lot of speed through the hole, and, you know, he's got good vision. It's not, you know, elite, but it's enough to get you, like, to find things that maybe Madison can't find or uh, other backs that you have. Um, and, he, like I said, he made some great plays. Obviously, the fake punt was just a clear run, but, um, when he's in traffic, he knows, you know, how to put his foot in the ground and make cuts and get away a little different than Cook. I think he's more on the ground than Cook was, but still the same kind of vision. And so I've been impressed by him. And if, if it's his pass blocking, like I mentioned earlier, that's kept him off the field. He needs to improve that because we got to use him uh, to run the football a little bit more. Um, but in the, you know, that by no means is like a bench Madison call. That's not it. I think they both will have their, uh, their niches, I guess you could say in the run game, yeah. but. If we can continue to run the football like this, you add Dobbs in there with a nice little run for a touchdown that you brought up. Um, you know, that was clever as well, uh, just blocking it out. I thought you said right about Darisaw, and we love the Reisner guy. This guy's involved in everything on the offensive line. He's down yeah. the field. He's picking guys up. You know, that's something you didn't see from Cleveland. I thought Cleveland might have been like a shyer type of guy, and maybe the line just need a little bit of juice. Yeah, and Reisner is, Yeah, and Reisner's definitely provided that. Um but yeah, at seventeen to nine, Chris. I mean, the way the game flow was going and the oh. way the defense was playing, um, you thought to yourself, "Yeah, I mean, just continue doing what you're doing. You're going to win this football game." Um, so yeah, I, you know, the pass to Judy they dropped would have changed things. You're right, but you know, um, I thought defensively, 
things were starting to get, you know, entering that second half, I don't know if we're quite there in the chronology, but, um, you know, they started to figure a few things out, did a few things differently. Uh, they couldn't figure out the blitz, so they started to, you know, get the ball on the edge, the receivers quick, you know, three-step drop out to the receiver, let the, the defensive backs do the tackling. Um, and then they also were replacing the blitzer. Uh, I think that was a Russell Wilson experience thing that we kind of talked about last week about if you run into a yeah, vet, you, you might be up. able to, you might be able to figure out a few things against this defense that a young quarterback might not especially be able to do. Um, and you started to see a little bit of that in the second half where like, you know, your blitz would come from, you know, middle linebacker and you'd go and drop a pass into where he was, pick up six, eight, ten, whatever it was. You started to see some of that. Um, and you'll probably see more of it in the future now that, uh, it's on tape. But, um, you know, like we've said about this defense, it's been surprisingly good, uh, considering the talent that you have. I thought Blackman played a hell of a game being pushed into the starting spot. Um, he got burnt a couple times on a, you know, a layout by Sutton and then a, a you know, a in physical, a yeah, physical mismatch with Sutton in the end zone. I think Sutton's probably 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something like that. He's a big guy. And Blackman's obviously not that tall. So back to Mike Zimmer and his tall corner theory, but. Oh uh, yeah, I, I mean, like I thought, his arm length. I don't like his arm yeah, length. He's not 6'1". I I can't do anything with him. Um, I have to get some gloves on him, boxing gloves, and see what yeah. happens. But you know, it's been a pleasant surprise all season. And if we had won that game, the story would have been the defense. Uh, it would have been Flores. It would have been. I can't believe that this defense is is playing as well as it is. Um, and it is still, you know, shocking to I think both of us, Chris, that it's just. The night and day turnaround, you know, from bottom five in the league to top seven, eight in the league, it's it's pretty incredible, especially with the the talent. You don't have any. There's nobody on that defense that's Pro Bowlish, I guess. Oh, I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry, right. Daniel Hunter. Let's slow down. I'm Let's sorry, slow Hunter. down a little bit. Hold on now. <laughs> I, but I know what you're saying. Make it's it. not. Yeah. It's not the most talented club, you know, side no. of the ball. No. I'm sorry about that, Daniil. Uh, you are leading the league or at least close to it in sacks, but, um, and then Wanham stepping up, got a sack. Yep. Pat Jones got a sack. Mm-hmm. So you're getting efforts out of everybody. I know, uh, Phillips had a nice tackle for loss. Um, and these are just things that you didn't hear of or speak of last year, you know, and so there's definitely an improvement there. And you're just by that alone, you're going to win more games. That's exactly it. And you could even see last year up until like maybe week 11 or 12. Sure, the defense gave up a lot of yards, but they'd make plays in the fourth quarter, and that allowed us our offense to be like, all right, now now we'll take over. We got you. Thank you. You know, and that's something that 2020, 2021, it just it just wasn't happening. Obviously, down the stretch of the season, the, the defense fell apart. But yeah, you're right. We got to keep that in perspective. And speaking of uh, Chandler, he did miss that block that. Um, you know, had Dobbs getting hit and it wobbled. We, we got a pick there. But once again, you know, um, that's why I, w- I would reiterate, sure, the timing on Madsen's because we were driving, getting into field goal range, that, that did suck. But we had the ball three other times, and we literally gave him a, a, a pick right there. Like, so, and they only picked up, you know, they didn't even pick up a yard. It was negative. They had four plays for negative one yard. Uh, so they just kicked a field goal, 17 to 15. But I did like, you know, that 14 play drive chewed up 720 on the clock. 
a mixture of run and pass and Hawkinson once again in that, you know, in that realm. Um, you know, fourth and one, we, we picked up a couple of them. I think we had a little push on that drive as well. And, uh, you know, that's where, of course, you know, um, that would have been huge. That was that third and 20 at the 48, and that's where Chandler almost made it to the one. But, yeah, you're looking at it, and it's uh, first and 10, no gain, second and 10, no gain, and then we did throw a ball on third and 10, so it's not like we didn't throw the ball at all. Um, it was working. I mean, it, it, you know, that's what people have to realize. Every game's going to be a little different. Just ask Flores, you know. But, yeah, a buck 75 on the ground. Of course, you're going to go to that, dude. That's their biggest weakness in their team. Um, I did think, though, you know, the, the last drive, you know, they finally did give up a touchdown. They had a really nice drive. We had eight plays, negative uh, 40 yards on that. We had, we had three timeouts, uh, a minute left, just couldn't get anything going. Dobsey probably held the ball a little too much. I thought Addison could have gotten that first down. We wouldn't even have had to mess around with the third and one and fourth and one. But, um, you know, it didn't needed to either get rid of the ball earlier or take the sack, just be a little bit more decisive. But we ended up, you know, going down swinging. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, that defense, I mean, you know, five field goals, two of them were gift-wrapped. And, you know, played about as one of five in the red zone. I mean, but on the flip side, that defense did start to pressure more and more on third down. And they thought we're going to let, you know, he may be, you know, 28 years old, but he's inexperienced. Let's let's not forget that about Dobbs. And, and so they really started getting after him. They put 10 hits on him. And uh, he was, like I said, he was holding the ball or not holding the ball. Um, kind of some, some plays where you're like, oh, dude, yeah, you got to just put that down and away or something like that. And, and I remember you talking about, you know, just off that first game, you could see he throws the ball a little high. There was two plays. That, and even, once again, he even took responsibility for those throws late um, in the presser. He said, you know, if I would have just thrown it a little, little lower, Hawk could at least catch it and do something with it. Um, it is what it is. This is part of it. But, yeah, that defense played – Really, really good, and and I did love how they established the run on offense, and it just, it, you know, it comes down to, you know, he probably, Dobbs just needs to be a little more decisive. Um, you, you're going to make big, you're going to probably make two to four plays in a game where you're just like, wow, that's just him being him, and, but you can't, you can't think you're going to make eight of those. And I think that's where he was getting a little greedy at times. Um, you got to sometimes, you know, I think he's going to look back at the tape and see like, hey, that's a six-yard pickup if I get the ball out right away instead of holding it, holding it, going to the side. And I did think, like I said, I don't think they had a spy on him all game, but the defensive ends were coached differently because he kept having to backtrack just to, to turn any kind of corner for the most part. So I think if he's just a little bit more decisive, um, get the ball down a little bit more, um, it is what it is. But, you know, like we said earlier, and I think some of the the negatives in that first Atlanta game, because the first, like, two and a half quarters were really bad. And people just they put it out of their mind because they won the game and with 20 seconds left and all that. 
And I think so that that's why people are like, no, no, he's our guy, four year deal and all that. But just let Dobbs be like he's probably going to put the ball on the ground, dude. Okay, and listen, through eleven games, he started ten of eleven this year, and he basically played that whole Atlanta game, most of it. Through in his starting career, or not this career because he had two last year, but this year, eleven games, right? Fourteen fumbles, seven of them lost. So, and last year he he started twice. He had four fumbles, and two of them lost. So, clear he throws a hot. You know, he doesn't throw the most accurate ball. But we're not going to ask him to throw the ball forty-five times. It's a little bit different offense. But let the guy go through some ups and downs because you know. As long as he gets on the other side of it, he's good. He's like I said, whatever it is, three to four plays where you're just like, wow, not too many people in the league can do that. Um, and that's mostly with his feet. But you know, at least he is not just one look and and, and running. I think it's more of a two look and run. You know, he's getting through the progression, especially a complicated offense like this. It's gonna take some time, and we're gonna get a good look at him this year, if in fact. He's going to be our future quarterback, but don't just dump him for a haul. And it is funny. You brought this up, too, before we hit record, Heron. Everyone's talking about Hall. It's like, well, if you're going to win games, who would you go with? Sorry, I'm on mute. Yeah, you, wouldn't you go with Mullins on that? Because uh, now he's back. Decision, right? Yeah, he's healthy. You want to, you know, again, a first-start rookie, or are you going to take Mullins and try to win some games? Um, but just like the defense, Chris, it, it, defense live and die by the blitz basically this season. Um, right. You're going to do live and die with Dobbs. He's going to, like you said, he's going to put the ball on the ground. Half the time we're going to lose the ball. He's going to throw some errant passes. Uh, he's going to throw some picks. Um, this guy was not a starter somewhere else that we picked up off the street. Um, you, you got lucky, won a couple games, and you're absolutely right about the Atlanta game and how that started. It was a mess. Now, of course, you know, he's still unpacking his suitcase. But, yeah. You know, that's how it works. Um, and, you know, now that your shine sort of coming off, you're starting to see Dobbs for Dobbs, and it's not a totally bad thing. But don't be talking about four-year deals. Don't be talking about, you know, a uh, franchise quarterback, future guy. It's been a fun ride. And I'm not saying that because it's over. I'm just saying enjoy enjoy the process. And, like I said, we're going to see him uh, hopefully – uh, until the end of the season, bearing in, barring injury, gives right. us probably the best chance to win. He seems competitive in ways that Cousins, you know, to me, in my opinion, uh, sometimes wasn't, or at least didn't appear to be so. Um, Expand and, on that. Expand on that. Well, I mean. Like competitive. Uh, let me say that. Let me say it this way then. Let me say outwardly uh, competitive, I guess. Because Cousins didn't really show a lot of them. He didn't drop the mic is what you're saying. I gotcha. He didn't drop the mic. I like that Dobbs is fun and you see his excitement. um, And he kind of wears his heart on his sleeve while he's playing a little bit more. So I guess that's a better way, more enthusiastic. I don't know how to say it. But I think everybody, you know, picks up what I'm putting down. Um, And if you're going to lose a, you know, lose a game, Chris, uh, in this stretch here, it's probably better that you lose it to Denver AFC teams. Not going to mess you up with tiebreakers or whatnot yeah. and get you in an NFC mess. And which leads us to, you know, next week where it's kind of a game you got to win. You're in, you know, NFC North, uh, surging bears, I guess, by their standards. Um, 
you know, is Fields back? I, I don't remember if 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 is, is he, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I didn't check the so. report. So let me uh, let me check. We've had pretty good uh, results with Fields, unless he's turned into a completely different player at this point. Um, but it's at home, and uh, we've we beat them on the road. It wasn't a blowout by any stretch of the imagination, but we had Cousins, so it's a different kind of two different teams going at it this time. Um, you know, Chicago is playing better. I think they're. NFL talent, but I just don't think you put it all together. And I think that's the problem in Chicago right now is they're having a, you know, a big problem with what Foles is putting together and they don't like this and they don't like that. But, you know, from accumulating talent is not a bad thing to do when you're in the position that they're in. And I think that's, that's what they're doing and they're going to decide on their quarterback. And I think they're going to have a great choice if they want to replace field. So, um, they got a guy they could play in Badgett who's pretty good. If fields isn't there, um, yeah, he's so, there. He got 104 on the ground last week. So yeah, he's so there. that's going to be a problem, I think. Uh, but it really wasn't last time. We found a way to contain him. And like you said, that what the Broncos did to Dobbs is, I think, about what we're going to do or try to do to Fields is, you know, make sure that the ends set the edge, keep the edge. Um, don't let him escape. You know, it's kind of how we used to try to play Wilson. When Zimmer was coaching, he kind of and Rogers for that matters, keep them in the pocket the most that you can. Try to get interior pressure on them, and, and you know Fields is a lot like Dobbs, where you know his legs are good, uh, his passes are you know so so depending on you know if he's hot that day or not, um, and he hasn't proven to be the greatest uh, downfield passer, but he's got some weapons um, that you got to watch, and uh, so you know. It's going to be a challenge. Uh, it's not like it would have been. I'd have been much more confident had you know Kirk started the game just for about familiarity, offense, blah blah blah. We'd be on a roll with Kirk. You know, it'd be this kind of the same old, same old. Don't know what you're going to get from Dobbs really against that defense, but you know, I, I want to make sure that everybody, even if Dobbs comes out and they figure something out and he doesn't play and he doesn't play well or he plays horribly or he gives up a bunch of fumbles. You know, that's kind of in line with, with what's trending, um, with him. And hopefully that's, he bounces back as a great game. He didn't have a terrible game in Denver, but, and I just want to kind of put that out there. It's like, it's go one of two ways. You're not going to get their second coming of, you know, Warren Moon or may I say Steve McNair or something. You're going to get Josh Dobbs on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And, you know, by the way, the punting and then also downing the punt, we had a couple touchbacks that was really close to not being touchbacks. we got to tighten that up. Uh, two punts were really bad. Um, and just this whole – I'm glad that you brought up comparatively and all that. And I know what you're saying about that um, with Cousins and Dobbs. But right now you can basically tell who didn't like Cousins at all Right? And who really liked Cousins? Right now, you can really tell that. Because some folks are saying some Like, to me, I, I'm a Vikings fan, and right now, Dobbs is our quarterback. It'd be great if he finishes the season and we get to the conference final and we do sign him to a deal. That would be phenomenal, right? But we don't know. Let the shit play out organically, but. Now, every time Dobbs, like I saw people when that hole opened up, oh, Cousins couldn't run through that. It's like, dude, come on, dude. 
that was a big hole. What do you mean he couldn't run through it? He, but he, he's not going to cut back and go in the end zone. <laughs> That's for sure. But like, and vice versa, like, of course, Cousins is going to go through his progressions more. Dude. He's a better quarterback at passing. Like, let's not just live and die and, well, if, if Cousins was there, we would have had that field goal. Yeah, if Dobbs was there, you know, I just don't want to do that all day. But I see some people, listen to this one. Dobbs magic again. I'm looking forward to the next 10 years in multiple Super Bowls with him. I mean, come on, dude. And then we had another guy. That was the worst coaching job of his career. It's like, dude, this guy was saying you shouldn't pay anybody $40 million at quarterback because we got Coach KL like two weeks ago. And he's done a great job coaching the team. You know, next man up mentality, that that is a, you hear that at every level. But the coaches, I mean, we are doing this not just without Cousins. Let's remember Five games, you know, we went four and one without Jefferson. I would have, if someone said, hey, I'll bet you $1,000 we're going to go four and one, I would really have to be like, okay, so, yeah, I'll bet you straight up. I would have taken that bet. I would have taken that bet. Um, That just, you know, I know we had some good vibes going, but still, it's like I I never would have guessed that. So let's just – Let's just stop worrying about that shit. It's going to – even if Cousins going to be here or not. Dude, that shit's in March, and we don't have to make the decision. <laughs> it's going to happen, whatever's going to happen. So just just calm down a little bit, take a deep breath, and, and, and stop freaking the fuck out so much either way. Stay somewhere in the middle. Uh, anyway, it is a three-and-a-half-point spread. I saw it open at um, in favor of the Vikings, so it's basically a pick'em game. Forty-five and a half, I think it's at forty-five now. Um, so, you know, they do they do a good job at stopping the run. I think they're second in the league, right about eighty yards. They're holding teams to, um, which is damn good, you know, in the league. Right, right now we're at ninety-four. So we've been, re- you know, we had like two games where it was bad. That Atlanta drive where they ran 13 straight times, and, of course, Philly. But other than that, man, we, we've we really tightened up in that category. Um, and we're middle of the pack, passed off, you know, defense, whereas they're still in that bottom five. Um, it's obviously easier to run on a shitty run defense because you just got to hand the ball off. Uh, of course, you got to block and all that. But it is tougher, and we found last the last time that we weren't as aggressive. We weren't able to uh, – you know, throw the ball deep on the team, and and that's where I think sometimes when we did get it going better, it was taking the intermediate and the short stuff and just getting the ball out because they are going to bring pressure, no doubt about it. Um, and they, you know, the offense, no matter who's been in there, they do throw a lot of picks. I mean, it's 13th there, but they also are fourth in rushing, so they're going to definitely they they don't pass the ball all that well whether it's picks or whether they ninth worst in passing, but a buck 40 a game, dude, that is a lot. That is a whole lot. Look at us. We're almost up to 94 yards. That's pretty good. There, see, there's a positive about Dobbs. We knew the rushing would go up, and it's gone up considerably since he started. But, you know, we're both not good at point differential. <laughs> we're both minus six, which is some of the worst in the league. Um. You know, I wonder here, is Jefferson going to be back, okay? Because 
you know, if he's back and he's healthy, then go for it. But when you're when you've been four and one, you're at home against a. If you hold on to the ball, you should win this game. Why wouldn't you wait one more week, get into the bye, and have two more weeks? That gives your star wide receiver three more weeks to make sure we know hammies when it comes to skilled positions and hamstrings. It's really a tough thing, and he's he's never had a bad hamstring like, like this since he's been a pro. So. Honestly, I really think unless he's just one – thing is, if he was 100% this week, he probably would have played last week. So, to me, Aaron, I think that we should wait one more – like, not one more week because it will be a bye, but there's no point in playing this my point, in my opinion. I'm right there with you, especially when you're coming into the bye. He gets a chance to do his conditioning. He hasn't played for a month, Chris, or for five weeks. Um, get him back healthy, then get him conditioned, and that gives you time. Coming down the stretch at the end of the season, this late bye kind of worked out well for Jefferson's case, and yeah. probably for the team's case as well. We don't have a lot of nagging injuries. Uh, of course, quarterback was lost, but you know that's a season ender there, so it doesn't really uh, fit in the equation. But I'm right there with you. You know, there's no sense in it really. You want to beat the Bears, okay? You, you know, you the worst you can do against them on a season is split, so. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to rush him back. No, I wouldn't say because that'll be the sixth game in a row. But um, you know, I like I said, you're, you're gonna you're working on a long term deal with this guy. Knock on wood, uh, from all right. reports, um, he's a franchise type of player. Uh, you're in a year where you're probably gonna be, you know, 500 ish around there. Um, it doesn't make a right. lot of sense to rush him back. I'm right there with you on that. Hold him out. Come bring him back after the bye, 100% and conditioned, um, and then see what happens. Uh, now, if we they go and throw him out, I'm not going to be like, wow, you know, that's don't do that. But at the same time, yeah, you know, it's smarter. he's really healthy, I'd say. Right. You know? The smarter move, I think, there. That means he's really healthy. Yeah. Because even the way move. he said it last week, he's like, well, I'm going to make sure I'm good too, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm no dummy here. I'm not going to rush back for no reason. Uh, this isn't the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, especially with that. Uh, we did yeah. have, what was it, Lowry's on the IR. Yep. Been, you know, oh, steady. Um, but we have gotten, you know, we have gotten some production out of other guys, too. He's, he's been rotating anyway, uh, playing, you know, more than the other guys, sure. But. That that's that's one that kind of you know stands out as far as uh, bodies dropping because it seems like this last month we've just had so many so many oh he's playing good oh yeah he's done you know like it just it's been rough so um, yeah good old Caleb Evans as well I don't know what his status yep. is but Evans he didn't, didn't play, play. Um, but I'm picking the Bears here Chris everybody hold on to your seats I am a true Viking fan but you know, <laughs> I really think that um, you know we're gonna see an inexperienced starting quarterback who now has three games on tape and, you know, something to look at for a, for a defense to look at. And I think, uh, I don't think they've cracked the code by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want to say that O'Connell isn't creative and can't, you know, make adjustments with Dobbs or whatever. But um, I really think, you know, I'm not going to say we're going on a skid here for the team, but I think, uh, you know, we lost in Denver. Um, We're to the point of the season now where, it's the Jimmys and Joes offensively. Got a lot of talent. 
Um, unfortunately, one of the most talented players likely will be sitting this one out. Um, and Addison, it, you know, he himself is a good player, but you need someone to get the ball to him. I think Dobbs is going to be what Dobbs is, and that's fine. Um, but what Dobbs is, is, is not, you know, elite quarterback in this league. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, offensive lines playing pretty well. I just don't think, uh, again, turnovers are an issue. Dobbs cannot continue to, you know, give up the ball. Now, one of those fumbles was a legal hit, which I think you mentioned earlier, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but it, the ball came out before he got hit. Okay. Fair enough. But that um, shouldn't, have, that should have been the no, that should have been a first down. Probably. Yeah. It should have nullified the penalty yeah. or the, not the penalty, but the turnover. The fumble, right? um, yeah. Uh, you know, here's my overall 10,000 foot view is that, um, you know, Water finds its level, right? And this team has got some problems. We knew that coming out of training camp. Um, it's also got some very positive points. But this is the time of year now where, you know, teams are peaking, surging, playing to the best of their ability. I just don't think we have the talent. Are we better than the Bears? Yes, we are. But on any given Sunday. And I think that, uh, you know, I guess uh, an easy way to say is, is like I said, our water finds its level, and I just think we're going to split with the Bears. It's a yearly thing, um, and I think we'll lose this one at home, not by much. I think it'll be a lot like the game flow was against Denver. Um, hopefully, you know, it's not. I don't want it to be that way, but I just think I'm picking the Bears by three or less. Um, it just, you know, Viking the Viking way. Yeah, and I got the Vikings winning, but a close one because, you know, we've only had one that wasn't close. So, um, yeah, it's like 20, let's see what I put, 20, 23 to 20 or 20, 24 to 20, 27, 23, you know, something like that. Um, I think it, you know, I don't think it's our roster. I think we kind of proved that the first five games, you know, when we started taking care of the ball. Um, well, like you said, you know, I don't think they're a better team than us or whatever. But yeah, maybe just like do you really think we're going to just kind of do the turnover thing, and that's why we're going to lose, or we're just going to no? I think it's like the adrenaline is worn off, and you know, from the Dobbs excitement and all that stuff. Um, and now it's just like you know, real life is going to set in, type of. I guess is a metaphor for it, and uh, you know, things that need to be adjusted will be just. I, you know, if we can get Chandler in, uh, Madison to play. If we run the football, it could be a different story, but you can't really run against these guys. So you got to pass the ball, which puts Dobbs in a position where, you know, he's got to be more accurate. He's got to, you know, if you end up in third and longs, you're going to be throwing the football. That's not Dobbs' strong suit. Yeah, he can get out once or twice, but he's not going to be able to get out, you know, every time and make plays with his feet. Um, so right. if you can surprisingly run against these guys, then yeah, I think we got a, a more of a chance to win this game. I mean, if you could run, I think it's a blowout, but, um, well, blowout's probably strong. But I know. If you can win by more than yeah, know, 10 seven or more. Yeah, 10 points for us. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, that's like dominating a team. Yeah, and I also so think, I you know, some things have been be figured out. To run. It's going to be tough to run. We're going to yeah, actually it's... need his ass to do some little ditzy do, you know what I mean? Um, just to pick up a first down here and there. Yeah. Some of the war, you know, some of the holes in, uh, Flores' defense have also kind of been exposed. I think Peyton sort of did that. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff that we saw 
on the second half against Denver against them. So, you know, I don't think we'll lose by much, but I think we'll lose. Yeah, in that we couldn't run much uh, in the first time around either. Um, and we only got our pass game going a little bit. That was an ugly, grinded-out game. I do remember that. It was a 19 to 13. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that that's usually where we're at with this Bears team. Um, whereas years prior, they get the best of us. We're getting the best of them more now. But yeah, yeah I, I'd be surprised if it was either side lose by, you know, more than double digits. That's for sure. I think they lose by ten either. By ten, I'd definitely be surprised. All right. So speaking of a grinded out game, in comes the Badgers. With 14 um, bowl game practices at stake in the axe, keeping the axe. Um, I think he's 3-3 three and three against the Badgers. It would be 4-3 and three as a coaching record. Um, you know, that would be, that would be big. It's a must win, you know, and this, you know, quote-unquote down year, rebuilding year, retooling, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, if we could still make a bowl and have the pig and the axe and a bunch of players that either were young or inexperienced coming in this year, you know, I, we don't have a lot of pros on the team right now as far as, well, we're going to lose him, we're going to lose him. We're going to lose some people, you lose it every year. But that would that would work. That would definitely work. But for the casuals that don't realize what those – it's really for your youth too. We're a young football team, so those fourteen practices do make a difference. They, they, it sounds funky or whatever, but they do. They really do. We're not going to play in a great bowl and all that, but honestly, just it's like it goes down to that one game seasons, right? And this is a, this is a big game. This is a big game because you don't want to not go bowling. You want to go bowling. You want to. You, you always want to beat Wisconsin. So um, I think they'll have them ready to play. Um, this is not your dad's or your uncle's, uh, you know, or your grandfather's Wisconsin team either. You know, we have a down year. Well, they're having a down year too. They just went got bowl eligible. They lost a few games they shouldn't have lost either. Um, so, yeah, I- I'm really hoping that they just kind of focus. You know, this team is not, you know, we should be able to run the ball on them if we can keep, you know, um, some health at that position. I mean, two years ago and this year, it's been pretty freaking crazy how many – I mean, I suppose we do run the ball a lot, but, I mean, how many running backs we've gone through. It would be nice to be able to get Taylor back. You know, there's rumors that he'll be back. Um, Evans got banged up. He was, like, in a sling or something. So I don't know if he'll be back. Um, Newbin, you know, maybe he can go for a hundo. Um, but, yeah. The the key thing is you gotta beat Bucky here. You gotta beat Bucky. Let's get it done and end on a positive note. Really interesting game this year uh, against Wisconsin. Usually we're, you know, not wanting them to spoil our hopes for the uh, Big Ten championship game or, or anything like that. Now we're just trying to beat them to be bowl eligible, which is quite a turn of events. Um, they're down. We're down. Um, so it's not a lot of national, uh, you know, uh, I guess relevance, uh, besides just the fact that the ax is there, but you know, it's the border battle 
Um, it's a chance to have both the pig and the axe in the same season, which has been rare to find thanks to Iowa. Um, and you know, like you said, it's to, for the youth, man. I mean, you got, they got to see us winning these things and, um, it's at home. You see, you want to win a home game. It's, yeah, there's a lot on the line here between the two states, I think. Um, you know, Wisconsin won't be down forever, and I don't think we will either. Um, but like you said, the casuals don't know it's a down year. They don't know the cycling and the the way the recruiting goes and the NIL and all that stuff. So, you know, they just see. We beat Lyle. Auburn. Why can't we beat them again? <laughs> you, line, you line up your guys. They line up their guys. Um, and, you know, Fleck kind of has to win this one. I don't – I think since his what – since he started getting bowl eligible, we've been bowl eligible every year. And like you said, those practices mean everything. That's really the most important thing about it is uh, getting those bowl practices. I don't know. We'll probably end up in Detroit or something at some bowl that nobody really wants to go to. But nonetheless, you get the practices. And, you know, you got to beat Wisconsin. That's a That splits families around here. That splits, you know, a lot of stuff uh, around here. Uh, Packers and the, and the, and the Badgers. Uh, we got a lot of enemies. Living yeah. within these confines, I'll tell you that. And I don't want to lose to the fucking Badgers. Not that I'm accustomed to beating them, but they're just annoying, man. I don't want to deal with that <laughs> shit. It's like, you know, Packers winning the Super Bowl. That's the worst nightmare I could think of, you know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so beat the Badgers. And, you know, it shouldn't be too much of a of a tall ask, Chris. I mean, like you said, running backs were bouncing around a little bit with them. Um, and that's how we're going to win. Obviously, the weather's not going to be great. Fleck likes to run. Um, he's getting a lot of criticism that will only, you know, that'll only get more if he manages to not have a bowl eligible season. And, you know, I'm behind Fleck. There's things that annoy me, you know, like conservative, you know, but he comes from the Ohio State guy and Trestle and, you know, they run the ball until you can't and then try to run it some more, you know, and that's what they do. Um, as old school as it is, I think he's trying to improve with Ethan and trying to get some more passing involved. Um, Jackson's had a good season, I'll tell you Jackson's that. Jackson's a great uh, little wide receiver, um, and he's had a great year. I like the, the Combs kid or the Crooms. I like him too as well. Uh, defense has had some struggles lately, and that kind of worries me. Um, if something figured out, what's going on with Rossi's defense, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but like you said, end of the day, positive note, beat Wisconsin, end the year with the axe and the pig, which is, you know, what, you know, quoted he's brought here to do. It's beat Iowa, beat Wisconsin. And if he has a year like that in a down year and you get your two most, your biggest rivalry games, I, I think, you know, that's as good as you're going to get for the state you are in your program and go out and recruit, get better, um, and and look forward to next year where the schedule is not as bad as this year. Um, you can always hang your hat on the fact that you had a difficult schedule, Chris, but also it times out. And I guess it timed out perfectly because you want to have a light schedule with a great team, you know. That's kind of what you want to do, and that yeah. means you're probably going to have a hard schedule with a bad team. So. Um, it is what it is. Uh, I don't want to see Fleck on anytime soon. I don't think that'll happen. In fact, he'll probably get an extension. This just the way college football is. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm into continuity, especially in a program like this where you 
where you have to kind of build with the inside and you have to have years of doing that. And, and I, I just think, so yeah, do I think they're going to be, who do I pick? You know, I do pick we're at home. Um, we've got kind of a run going with them. They got a new coach. They're going through some different transitional phase than we are. So I like the Gophers and, and they need this one. I think they'll get this one. I don't know about how much, but, uh, I think we'll keep the ax and we'll have the ax and the pig and then run down and take a picture because you may not see it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, let's see what 24 and 25 looks like with a bunch of then experienced players. Um, you know, I think that is key and, I don't think he'll sign an extension, but he ain't going nowhere. Um, it, it, the thing about it, the conservative stuff, yeah, there is some things that bug me, like you said, too. But, you know, let's not forget Wisconsin and Iowa. Not only win Big Ten championships. Well, they actually, Iowa won Rose Bowls. But it was since, like, 94, actually, 2001, that Wisconsin won a Rose Bowl. In this last run that they had in the in the tens, I guess you could say, they actually didn't. They just pulled up short against Oregon, I suppose. But you know, they got to the Rose Bowl and whatnot. Uh, but they did it that way. I mean, they had one year with the guy we played last night in Denver. They had one year where they could sling it around. Uh, they still ran the ball a lot, but they had one year where they had a complete difference maker at wide receiver at, at um, quarterback with Russell. Other than that. Um, that's how they got the job done. It ain't pretty, but uh, you know that's where we're at. Yeah, so, we still but, have the we still have the longstanding bet. I don't know how many years now, but if the, if the Gophers make the Rose yeah, Bowl, we're Rose going. Bowl. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're going. And let's yeah. remember, next year it goes to twelve. So a ten and two can get you in the top twelve. So we're technically, although you can say, oh, it's harder now. Yeah, that's very true. We're not in the West, we're not in the West anymore. That West is going to be gone, but it's it's less difficult. We're not going to say anything's easy, right? Less difficult because they the playoffs are the top twelve teams. The New Year's Six now is all playoff games next year. So that does, but yeah, I, I definitely if we go to the Rose Bowl, uh, you know, definitely going to make a trip somehow, some way. And, uh, you know, we'll see. And, by the way, we do play next Monday night. So are you – we might as well talk about it right now. Are you thinking you want to go after the show or after the <laughs> after the game, or do you want to just do it like the next day? We'll do it Tuesday, uh, yeah. pending any weird scheduling stuff, but sure. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to pull that off on Tuesday. All right. We'll be back next Tuesday. Go Vikes. Go Ghosts. Peace.